0: Welcome to New Tokyo International Airport.
1: What are we going to say?
2: I wouldn't normally think of you as getting a caramel latte.
1: No, it's hazelnut, oh. so you don't know me at all. Welcome to A Bed With Dev. Today's guest, as you might have just had a preview, is uh, from the United States, Emily moment, voice actor. Here we are
2: mm.
1: in Tokyo, Japan. Ohayo, gozaimasu. So what have we done today?
2: So we went to the Meji Shrine. Um,
1: and who's he? Because I didn't know when we were in it.
2: Oh no, I'm not going to be the Emperor Meji at the end of
1: the... An Emperor guy from years ago. I
2: think he was the Emperor at the end of the Edo period, maybe?
1: No one's testing you though, Japanese stuff. been a while since you've been on. Fans of Emily, Emily is back. The year is 2020 by the time this comes out. how's it feel to be in 2020, Emily, even though we're not in it right now?
2: It's going to be the best year of our lives.
1: Well, 2019 was quite hard, barely made it out alive. Here we are in Tokyo where the sun is shining and it makes you realise I haven't seen the sun for maybe a month. And when you think back to just before, when you get somewhere and you've slept like we have, I've slept for 12 hours, that your memory of when you left before, you know, the end of something at the end of a hard year or month or week, it does feel like hell, london and because everyone's a lot more chilled here it's chilled out
2: Konnichiwa. Just sunlight even in the busiest neighborhoods it feels like everyone's pretty chilled
1: out yeah i mean i say this in every episode emily so people listen much go well, fucking get over it and move yeah. or just get your head together stev but i think we have gone a bit too far with the meanness in this decade of the of the teens. you find since we met 2010 to 20 reviewing that period what's really happened
2: is this a trickle down from political culture though the fact that it's become there's a sort of complicitness in uh the way people who we watch on television can speak to each other without respect or class
1: i think i'm getting impatient with the culture of judgment like the kind of talent show vibe of like you impress me then i'm a consumer i review you and all that stuff so yeah it's been a decade of that hasn't it so yeah is that what you mean it's basically digital dark age we're in Mm
2: -hmm.
1: where everyone's living for the internet
2: you were talking about meanness
1: yeah but it's all the same thing isn't it judging and being critical and trip advisor vibes right
2: it's a review culture yeah
1: so what else have we done? Um, we've only been here for... Is it we, 24 hours?
2: This we've slept more than we've done anything else here. We got here in the morning yesterday. We were
1: wrecked, though. Were wrecked. Hadn't slept for three nights properly, like Keith Richards vibe. I was saying that, right? I was falling asleep standing up, pretty much. Because um, we left London in the morning and we hadn't slept the night before. And the night before that, I had—I think I'd slept. didn't sleep on the plane. But watched three movies, mm-hmm. two of which were fucking brilliant for me. Here is The Beverstev... Movie review. Yeah, it's a movie written. There's a voice actor that just did that. So, that how much is that a tenner? Just for you saying that? Say it again. Movie review. That's your corporate voice. So, the movie I watched was Blinding by the Light, which I know my dad is going to be really pissed off exists. It's quite cheesy. It's based on a book called uh, *Greetings from Berry Park*, which is about a guy from Luton, Indian kid or Pakistani kid, who got into Bruce in you know, this depressing, bullying kind of, you know, environment. And he found Bruce, and just like New Jersey, you know, he found the voice in it. Bruce is the direct line to all that's true in this shitty world. Seriously, what does he know about our world?
0: Something
1: somewhere. And so it's a bit cheesy. He's like quoting the songs to the girl he's chatting up and stuff like that. But it made me quite emotional. It's basically like my dad's journey and my journey.
2: How did you stumble across Bruce?
1: Another kid at school, he bumps into him and, and his, his tape falls out of his Walkman and it's born in the USA or something. And uh, yeah, but I had that at school with a mate. We were both into Oasis, massive. 95 And nobody else was Everyone was into music that, Like this sort of music They're playing now Which I quite like That that just was on In that sweet shop Like American cheesy Mm R&B But it hasn't aged Very well is it All the people that thought They were cool at school They're now You know Got seven kids And like I don't know Working graphic design Or whatever um, Or a bank maybe But basically You're made to think The stuff you're into If you're into Like Art or whatever or you get obsessive about certain artists or something you're a freak or something I had that as well but in this film you know it was good because he, and he had some run-ins with his dad which was quite symbolic to Springsteen his dad wanted him to have an arranged marriage you know work in finance or something copy Jewish people there's a lot of jokes in it about being Jewish because Springsteen sounds like a Jewish name anyway I watched that and that was great but I know it wasn't a great film but it made me feel quite emotional for some reason I know it's Bruce, man. The, the music, you know, and they use, like, all of his music in it. And, you know, I can empathise with the Indian and Pakistani kids. I grew up with them. Yeah. felt very close to me. And then I watched uh, Stuba. I've told you about this, right? I'm Stu. How do you do? Compton. I'm
0: um, Let's go.
1: What, do you have a more specific
0: address? Compton!
1: Stop yelling, neighbourhoods. That's not how uber works you didn't watch it did you you started
2: 22 minutes of it oh man
1: you didn't find it funny at all so batista's blind because he's had lasik surgery and then he has to sort some crime out and he gets a guy in a cab an uber to drive him around and the guy in the cab's funny isn't he i
2: wanted to turn it off in the first five minutes because obviously it starts off with a bit of gratuitous violence yeah like right at the top yeah also, I knew as soon as they walked in there that she was going to die, so yeah. I thought, "Okay, I can." Yeah, I'm not
1: saying it's not generic it. kind of no, action no. film, but it was funny writing. And I love Batista, but the writing was funny. The jokes were funny. I thought
2: I wasn't laughing, so I turned it off. But
1: maybe you didn't give it long enough. What Betty was say? in it from a uh, glow.
2: You love said that. the first twenty minutes. Are hilarious. No, I so did not You said in the first 20 minutes there's loads of good jokes. No, so I thought. I, didn't if I said
1: give it 20 minutes. Be into it. <laughs> I
2: gave it 20 minutes. 22. Right.
1: And then we both watch Hustlers. And I just, I don't know.
2: What if somebody calls the cops and says what? Woo!
1: I spent $5,000 at a strip club, send help. Damn! We're a family now. Damn! A family with money! Oh! It's nice to see J Lo's bum, but I, it was—you don't notice after a while if the people are so ghastly. The characters. Now, what's your review of the films you watched?
2: I actually, that's the only movie I watched all the way through, I think. What were you
1: doing for 12 hours? It was
2: a weird balance of movies, wasn't it? Because it was like, there was old, there was movies like Heat and stuff like that.
1: I would have watched Heat, I might watch that on the next plane.
2: But yeah, there was a bunch of old movies, and then there was only maybe two new movies, weren't there? No, there was I mean, loads of new movies. There was the uh, Tarantino movie, right? And I yeah. thought, okay, I don't know if I can get stuck into... No,
1: I might Indiana watch that as well. Right, it was a good selection.
2: It was a good selection.
1: I'm getting back into movies now, though, because The Irishman was great. What was your review of The Irishman? In the movie review i enjoy the irishman yeah i did didn't seem that long
2: are
0: you frank would you like to be a part of history yes i would big business and the government are working together trying to pull us apart
1: something's got to be done
2: once you can get past they're all
1: great actors though like there is a reason they're so watchable and expressive all these guys there's something
2: very, you know how, um, you know the effects in in the Popeye film. Yeah. Do you know the like the effects in that the way oh, that film really looks and it, stuff? Yeah, I haven't either. But like it's sort of made almost like a, a, a cartoon of uh, of humans. It's a characterization of, of of the humans, and there's something about the way that De Niro looks in that film. Once you can get past the whole de aging CGI thing, because of the color of his eyes and stuff like that as well.
1: Well, he's a young version of his 70-year-old head, so he's still got the ears and nose. Yeah, he's still got the 70-year-old ears and nose, because technically, if he's supposed to be 40 again, he's supposed to look like he does in Midnight Run, something from the 80s, or Once Upon a Time in America, but he looks like a 40-year-old version of his 70-year-old self.
2: Well, I think he looks like Robin Williams, to be honest, the way that they've done him like that. And also, is, that's not his natural eye colour, right? Doesn't he have brown
1: eyes? No, he's got green eyes in the film, because he's supposed to be Irish.
2: So, but once you can get past that I think and just get into the movie yeah it's enjoyable
1: but we didn't watch that on the plane but what's, okay. what's your best movie of 2019?
2: Oh, we've seen movies this year The Joker yeah. was good I enjoyed The Joker
1: but I would put
2: I wouldn't put the Irish, uh, Irish the
1: Joker. I would because I thought The Joker was a bit of a passage of a Scorsese film which was great cause Taxi Driver is probably my favourite film ever
2: very well done though no. And there was something else we
1: watched recently as well. The one with the black guys in the house in Chicago. What's that called? Movie of the year. The Last Black Man in San Francisco? Yeah, that's the best film of the year. That, then The Irishman, then Joker for me. And I liked. you I liked that, Stuber. That
2: film as well, didn't you? It was yeah. really touching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was yeah. so beautifully done, and there were, it was—it was enjoyable on so many different levels. The writing was good, the acting was good, but it was just beautiful to watch. If you had the sound off in the film, it would be just as enjoyable to watch. Mm. And it was—it cl- was—it was different. It didn't feel like any other film you've ever seen before. It's
1: about inequality and gentrification.
2: Yeah, and then you kind—you of, find out that it's based on this sort of true story, and it's.
1: And it's him, the guy who's playing him yeah, is him. Yeah, the Guys so much to like about him. So the it. film's called what?
2: The Last Black Man in San Francisco, I think. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right, that's a movie review. And what are your first impressions of Tokyo, Japan, Emily? we we'll go to the next one. Oh,
2: gosh, I don't feel like we've seen enough yet, but... Um so far really good but I think we've lucked out in that we have a really sunny unusually sunny day (laughs) and it's probably gonna rain the next few days and everyone's been really friendly and calm and quiet
1: it's just karma
2: no one's shouting there's no honking horns we've been through the busiest trafficked streets Mm. there's no horns
1: it's illegal to smoke so nobody's smoking on the street
2: (laughs) but see I thought we're gonna find that weird juxtaposition where we're gonna be in the bars later and people are gonna be smoking (laughs) yeah so
1: i'm wearing contacts my hair's a bit greyer. it's been a hard year yeah i don't have people reacting to me as as charmed as they usually are so i think i've got a slightly lower level of confidence
2: do you why yeah it's just
1: beating me up for 2019 but i'll be back when i started this podcast i was having some issues mm-hmm. which i turned into creativity mm-hmm. And now maybe three and a half years later, I'm like, okay, what am I going to use the podcast for? The reason I want to do a Japanese podcast, or not not a podcast in Japanese, but a Tokyo episode, is because to capture our time here. Because when I listen back to the... I don't listen back to them a lot, but when I've heard little bits of the Streets of Crete one, the Vienna one...
2: It's an audio diary, isn't it? It is.
1: So, you know, as long as... Some of it, I think, you know... Am I being a bit too revealing, Emily? I think at first when I started doing this it's because I had too much and there's people I couldn't share it with. If you ever, people out there, got people in your life that are not very good and you end up sharing, giving yourself away to people that don't deserve it. People don't deserve your time, you know, or your creativity your chat. I put it in a podcast instead. I think there's just too much going on in our minds and, you know, to write it down or... that's why i've done a podcast there's a lot going on in the mind
2: well it's also hard to switch off your mind it's well it's easier rather to switch off your mind when you're in a foreign city i think because you don't feel so close to the things that keep you up at night right i mean
1: yeah i mean when we were in the switzerland the swiss airport zurich airport i was just like oh i'm noticing everything because there's so much sensory overload i think it's gone way 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 too far in london anyway
2: weren't any ads anywhere were there in the airports there
1: but it sounds so sensitive to say that but it just adds up doesn't it everywhere always and now we're always just pumping information into our heads as well with the podcasts and that so yeah i just think everyone's in sensory overload i don't know why i'm saying this but Basically, I'm saying I'm a broken man at the end of 2019. <laughs> need this you break. It's funny
2: to say that here, though, isn't it? Because Tokyo is supposed to be the land of sensory overload. Or, like, you know? I mean, no, I we're about to like go
1: it. to the... I don't feel like we've rushed or anything. I mean, it's no. only 10.30, yeah, yeah, People aren't fat either. That's, like, the first fat guy we've seen. <laughs> That's true, actually. I'm the fattest guy in Tokyo. And I've lost weight.
2: We haven't even really had a proper meal yet here, have we? Because we've just eaten in the hotel.
1: And where are we going next?
2: So we're going to go to probably the most famous place in Tokyo which is the scramble the Shibuya crossing which is like their Times square it's good to see at night as well but we're just kind of it's sort of on the way to where we are so we're gonna check it out
1: watched we watched can- the film lost in translation as well oh, we so we've did, watched yeah, a lot of films Watch that again in preparation for coming here
2: we've just come from Harajuku and uh then we're gonna go back up to Shinjuku tonight for dinner to the Golden Guy which is like a street with a bunch of izakayas and then I think we're going to check out a jazz bar later tonight.
1: What about cunts are still running the world? Should we play that? I opened with the bees, I love you You
2: did?
1: Okay Yeah. I love you And so now here's Jarvis Cocker, yeah? Or is that too angry? Do cunts are still
2: running the world because people are it's relevant right
1: now? Yeah
0: What well, did you hear, there's a natural order Those most deserving will end up with the most That the cream cannot help but always rise up to the top Well I say, shit floats If you thought things had changed Friends you better think again Bluntly put, in the fewest of words, counts are still running the world. Counts are still running the world.
1: Welcome back to the Tokyo podcast. What's going on now, Emily? Where, where are we? What are we doing?
2: We're in like a dive bar. Yeah. Just um, next to the Shibuya Scramble, and I think it's called that because they have an Instagram account. Does <laughs> does Okay.
1: Everyone's gone now, so it's like a lunch rush for workers around here, where they yeah. get free slop kind of curry. That's good though, it was isn't tasty.
2: it? It wasn't good, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and you only have beer, so it's only beer for a, a pound only beer and curry from a big cauldron so it's like a soup kitchen
2: yeah.
1: uh it's a good idea but i was saying you'd get a lot of homeless people if you did it in london or new york or whatever but you said you have to pay first it was only a pound it was
2: about a it was a little more than a pound yeah for the for the curry yeah on top of the beers so i do
1: feel more awake now though yeah. yeah i
2: do too so we're
1: very jet-lagged so we've uh, got up at 4 a.m which is english 9 a.m isn't it what is the time difference
2: eight or nine hour difference so
1: we don't know what time it is but it's kind of napping culture isn't it anyway nowadays
2: is it the middle of the night it must be the middle of the night now in uh london
1: i've no idea but we're jet lagged but you know when everyone's looking at the screen too much you only sleep four hours at a time anyway i was saying that in the last segment right what are your other observations about tokyo as walking around it
2: i feel like we're still only just enjoying it but well for one thing you can definitely get by without speaking Japanese. I learned all of these, this Japanese, and it yeah. seems completely unnecessary because everyone is mainly attempting to speak to us in English.
1: Well, it's because we're not Asian, so people... It's, not, it's impossible that Japanese would be our first language, That so people, when they see us, they'll probably just go, all right? All right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Which is
1: a challenge for them, you can see sometimes, because they're probably used as people that know not a single word you know a few words. Yeah. konnichiwa sayonara. What's it? What's the other one? Thanks. Arigato. Arigato. Arigato what? Sorry. Sumimasen. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I know about five words. Yeah. You probably know about twenty.
2: I can get by. I can. I've got sentences as well, but they seem complete. All the
1: sentences. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so there's. Where is the bathroom?
1: I think I've got that one in my phone, saved from Translate, but I do not know how to say it. It's very hard to retain information. I've never heard it said, knowing it's that,
2: you know?
1: <laughs> and what do you speak English? Ego Ego.
2: Ga.
1: Yeah, because yeah. we're not going to learn the language enough to chat to someone, Emily, are we?
2: It doesn't seem so. I don't know why I prepared all this, uh, but see, I figured it'd be more like stuff like her, where she can't, she doesn't really speak no, English, yeah. but, um, and maybe it will be. We're in the busiest neighborhoods so far. Um,
1: What's your advice to anyone that hasn't been to Tokyo that's going to come?
2: Maybe we, we might need to cover that at the end of the end of the trip. It's easier it feels than walking easier. around
1: and. The western city
2: Feels pretty easy
1: We're not getting hustled We're not getting Nobody's trying to hustle us
2: No we're looking at stuff Yeah I'm actually
1: looking in shit shops I bought a load of sweets and candy And no one said anything to me And no one can say fuck off And there's no horns There's no aggression
2: Mm Hmm. I mean that is the busiest place in Tokyo Yeah Right Where we are right now Yeah And it didn't feel like
1: No Nothing dangerous happens here does it You can tell
2: didn't feel overwhelming, I guess. And, we, and this is a nice little off the beaten path thing that is essentially in the center of town, so mm. it's good to have stumbled across this.
1: Sounds of a Tokyo supermarket. Backs so evening where are we emily what's going on
2: we're in the smallest bar in the world we're in a, a, a small izikara car japanese pub um in the golden guy area
1: how do you feel about what you've seen then
2: <laughs> we've seen a lot i'm glad we took the walk over here though i know it was farther than you wanted to go but
1: I'm, shit, i've been shooting a music video
2: i mean it is an actually amazing thing to walk through, isn't it? It feels yeah. like it's a, an amusing, amusement park or something.
0: Yeah.
2: And we're here just sort of like once everyone's just come out of work. So it's really busy out around. Mm. And... Um, in
1: Shinjuku. In Shinjuku, yeah. Yeah.
2: And, um, and we've come over here because everyone recommended it. And I think these bars are really cute. No, no, no. But, yeah, that, i just got to find out what that little street is that we passed through just after Shinjuku Station because... That was a hot that spot. Was a food bit. Yeah, it's like loads of little yakitori places, and it's really pretty.
1: But and this bar s- we're in right now is about the size of a pool table. Like, <laughs> uh,
2: about, actually, yeah.
1: About Ten other people in it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, um, and something filling like every corner of the walls and counters. It's got a lot of character. <laughs>
0: キスミーフィルムダブル
1: Although that bar should have been my vibe, I wasn't particularly feeling it. I don't know why I didn't want to be, no offence to listeners, but I didn't want to be around Australians yet. Um, It was hot in there and dark, and it was basically a broom cupboard. Now we're in a jazz place that's doing food, and this is probably going to be the setting of your album cover. Or something, single cover promo shot. I just did a photo shoot, felt a bit pressured because I didn't know if I had the right things in the background, and your camera's a bit weird. Introducing Emily's album. For the Beveridge listeners, a little bit about your album, just for two minutes.
2: What do you have to say about
1: my album? Was recorded in October and it's about to be mixed in January. And it's an album with uh, that you've written. Obviously, it's all your and you did it with. Still, Ashley Hallinan, and the legend from Greece came over at the last minute in an emergency. We had J. B. Dano. Is that his name? Yeah. On guitar, who's on bass? I Can't remember. Jordan Lyerom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so these are songs you've written in the last couple of years whilst I've been pissing around with this Milkshake stuff. Yeah. recording Recording Urchin Studios with Dan Cox who also did Laura Marling, um, Pete Doherty and La Le- Madras, whatever they are. And Leanna Le Havis, whatever her name is. What's
2: interesting about the Pete Doherty one is that he went out to Margate to do it, right? Yeah,
1: because Pete can't go to East London because he'll get drugs. <laughs> and it's going to have an Asian sort of album cover. Is that why we've come to uh, Tokyo, just so you can do an album cover?
2: Maybe. <laughs> it was either this or New York, <laughs> and this was not closer.
1: How do you feel about Tokyo in general?
2: Right now, great. Yeah. This yeah. is like well, this experience that we're having right now is exactly what I had in my mind about what it was going to be like. For the audio, what's yeah. beautiful about this street is that it's really, really narrow, and there's loads of Japanese lanterns, and there's paper trees, pa- white paper trees hanging down over the ceiling of the street and it's really romantic
1: what are your hopes for 2020? Sure. just for an update for you all as well Emily's one of the top 10 uh, voice actors in the UK right now and that's how we can afford to do this sort of shit and you know, make dreams come true so we're very lucky for that I'm very proud of Emily 2019 you've done very well although I've had a bit of a tough year Emily's year has been you know stratospheric Can I
2: get you? Um, I'm not
0: sure. Um, For relaxing times, make it Santory time. Um,
2: I'll have a vodka tonic. Okay.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Okay, welcome back to Bevestev. Follow me on um, tweet deck. Uh, face spaz and in real life the podcast is now on spotify in case you're wondering and it's on player fm stitcher apple we're currently in the bar from lost in translation which is the new york bar at the top of the hyatt is this park hyatt the park hyatt live in tokyo here we are next to the tree the jazz is playing rich people all around us watched the movie the other day. It was really shot in here, it looks like. Um, there's more white people than usual in here, probably because of that movie. The rest of the whole hotel is dead and it's very hard to find an entrance. I mean, this is Emily's style. You've been going to bars like this since you were 18.
2: I have been, yeah. 16.
1: And so you got the whiskey, yeah? What did you order?
2: A gin martini.
1: Now, what's the best way to make a martini for listeners out there? Because you're obviously a five-star bartender, 20-year New York City bartender.
2: You make me sound like such an asshole on this podcast.
1: Well, I know that Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull Margarita has a splash of Grand in it. It uses fresh limes, not lime juice. So do you have any um, advice? Ta- you're
2: talking about a margarita, not yeah. a martini.
1: Right, so how a gin martini... <laughs> is meant
2: to be made with vermouth. Yeah. But I, when you order it dry, which is how I like it.
1: What is vermouth, and what's the point of vermouth?
2: What is the point of vermouth? Yeah. That's a common. I mean, what's the
1: question. point of life, Emily? Love <laughs> <laughs> uh, and happiness, fulfilment, hedonism.
2: Yeah.
1: Smooth out the alcohol.
2: Yeah. The thing is, you, you have to Im- you have to remember back when. You know, prohibition, pre-prohibition, the alcohol back then—the gin and the vodka and stuff—it wasn't for taste. It's like floor cleaner. Yeah, bathtub shit. So you mixing it with vermouth, and I don't know if historically this was the reason, but it was to make a smoother. It was for a cocktail.
1: Why have you decided on a gin martini for this setting?
2: This is a martini kind of bar.
1: Yeah. Yeah and where were we just then what was the name of that Uh, whiskey bar
2: that was the Hermit
1: Hermit it was uh, a scotch bar on one wing and bourbon on the other it was good wasn't it
2: when you get to the top of the stairs you actually choose which bar you want to go into because they are two separate sides oh yeah it's
1: 350 yen to get in and I felt like mate do I look like a pikey (laughs) that's alright that's like 70p or something isn't it Welcome back. In a peaceful place. Final segment. Where are we?
2: We are in a sushi place in uh, oh uh, in Ginza.
1: Does it say what it's called?
2: Yeah, itame. itame. Itame.
1: They've got their own soy sauce. We're in a very smartly dressed sort of business area. I'm glad we come here today. We come here to do some toy shopping for children for Christmas. We have a big fish tank in front of us with. Snails that look like the size of a football. (laughs) They're not snails, are they? I mean,
2: I don't... They're some kind of crustacean. I don't know. I don't know what they're... Well, those look like snail shells and the thing is it smells like
1: raw fish in here as opposed to usual sushi places that smell of soy sauce and that and spices this actually just smells like raw fish you think?
2: how do you feel about that
1: i don't know well it's truly having sushi isn't it
2: truly
0: authentic
2: At least there's an actual we've just ordered something that actually says in english top ranking combo for foreigners
1: but we only resorted to that when something else wasn't That's available true. True. what's this i know but yeah i'm i'm not that keen on the smoked salmon-y vibe the slimy kind of mm. top heavy ones so but maybe that is me being a bit of a mcdonald's type person maybe so yeah japanese people don't tend to give a shit about us they don't even look at us japanese people i
2: find the only people who are looking at us are the actual the other foreigners mm.
1: what else have we learned they're very smartly dressed which i like They all wear shoes and that. Some of them have this sort of big mod haircuts, don't they?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think we've learned um, to not travel overnight.
1: Yeah, because we've still been jet-lagged. We've been napping the whole trip four days, four days in. You're exhausted right now. But what have we learned about, for people coming to Tokyo that want to learn about it? The Olympics and that.
2: Good city, isn't it? City um, toilet culture is
1: uh I love the toilets have you they have you a button the they have a button that says privacy when you press that it, it plays the sound of a toilet flushing
2: oh so it's not music I think there's no. music at the one in the hotel the
1: one in the hotel and there's two types of bidet you can wash the front and the back so that's for Fanny as well have you, have you, been you ever been bidet the, f- the front have you been beat- what a romantic question.
2: bideting every time
1: no, I have a couple of times it squirts it, and you have to. I've learned that I sit on the toilet slightly to the left, so to get so my misses. actual bum hole on it, I've had to, You've um, got to move around. Yeah, see, that's why there's a review saying it's very base humor. This podcast, isn't it? But you know,
2: it, but the thing is about this when you're all wet on the bottom mm. and anywhere else is that because the toilet paper that they use here isn't really toilet; it's like. It's thinner than it's yeah, yeah, it's, it's less, wafer thin, it's less than single ply, it's like tracing paper, half, half a plate. Yeah,
1: It's literally cutting up the fish a in front of us. Own. What an experience to have here on the podcast! But sadly, no one can see or smell this, they can only hear how tired we are talking about B days. And the food's going to come, so we might be better after this. But just to say as well, the past two days, um, been shooting a video for the song Danger Zone 2, mm. which is a new uh, milkshake single, which is coming out soon. So we're going to end the podcast with that. Is that all right? Or is that not Asian enough?
2: No, you get to do that.
1: The video's like this kind of Blade Runner-y, um, kind of ninja movie thing. Oh yeah, everyone wears the surgical masks. What do you think? Of right, that? yep. We um, got some.
2: We did get some surgical masks. I mean, I found it, it kept falling off my ear and you found that it was steaming up your glasses. Yeah. So they're not incredibly comfortable to wear. But it did keep us warm. It was really cold the other night and that was an extra layer. Yeah. Other than that, I don't, I don't know if I find the joy in it.
1: never seen to to, a shrimp's head in it, which is why I had.
2: It's for flavour.
1: It was extremely flavourful though, but there was something about sipping the end of it when a, a shrimp's head is just looking at you, you know, it's like, if it was a human head, it's like, oh, his former life, how was life for him and now I'm just <laughs> drinking juice out of his head. I can see you didn't finish it. Did you finish yours? I, think I did my yeah. sipping salad. Did you have to stop the shrimp's brain hitting your lips though at the end?
2: I guess I was closing my eyes, so maybe I didn't know if it was just grazing my lips. Bit of
1: sushi now. Biggest <laughs> bits of sushi you've ever seen. Yeah. Some sushi, I mean, that's probably the size it's of a tennis
2: like ball. Whole hand, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I had a crab one that was the size yeah. of my head. Good place, though. And it's the most sushi I've ever eaten in my life. So any other observations?
2: I, I feel like that all happened very quickly, didn't it?
1: What, the sushi? Oh, no, Did what, you What, in what I Tokyo? No, lunch. <laughs> yeah, but Tokyo in general is a bit—it is a bit like the film Lost in Translation, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it feels like it's been a, a kind of a
2: dream, you know. Like when I, I was trying to sleep this morning, and I just sort of had this mosaic in my head because we've been sleeping, having these little like interstitial sleeps in between actually little bits of activity, and it all feels like it's not really happening. I don't
1: know by the way you are right listeners this is a jingle of the christmas chav songs last christmas um all i want for christmas is you we've heard it a few times haven't we
2: yeah it's been playing a lot of places that we've gone
1: sounds like baby music a lot of the stuff on the subway and stuff the jingles whereas in england it's like careful you're gonna die if you don't get electrocuted and killed. You'll be fine Here, it. it's more like it's like kind of kids' music. Yeah. All the jingles and cute. things. All of it's very cute. Yeah, more innocent, and they are just happier people. I don't think it's a show. It's like-
2: Seemingly, they talk to each other and laugh on the.
1: I've been watching them just laughing and having happy faces. So they're happier in the East, from what I can see. I am. I this s- should be a stressful city. I right?
2: said this to you yesterday. I am surprised about the like level of. Tech of the transit system feels very 1980s and I expected we were going to come here and it was going to be way more advanced than what we're used to.
1: song Danger Zone, you're into it. It's a single we're going to finish the episode with.
2: It's a great song. might Is be it? the best song on the album. Because yeah.
1: I was experimenting and thinking, right, there has to be a song in a minor on this album and I really like the songs Run To You, Downbound Train, a lot of the 80s rock songs.
2: Danger
1: Zone 1. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so you're the one who championed this, and then Savannah heard it and she thought it's amazing.
2: I know you didn't actually want to use this song. I didn't
1: want to put it on the album, and now it's the second single.
2: You're welcome. And it was going to be called Cyborg City.
1: Yeah. How do you feel about that now?
2: I didn't. I didn't have a problem with that title, but then you didn't really use that language at all in the song, so it didn't. I've really added make an sense.
1: extra bit of music for it to be Danger Zone. Yeah, so it's a sequel to the Kenny Loggins song. Uh, to do with the promotion of this, we're going to have an interview with Kenny Loggins himself, which is amazing. It's yeah, very exciting. Talking, talking to him in a new year. Yeah. This feels a bit sleepy, this segment, but it's okay. We're really here. We're really in the sushi I place. Know, this music
2: kind of puts you to bed, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Right?
1: Kids' bedtime mean, music. All right. And with that in mind, here's the, the song Danger Zone 2. Yeah, download it on New Porn and all that stuff. See you later. Arigato. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's, that works, isn't it? Yeah. Sayonara. Arigatou gozaimasu. Konnichiwa.